Welcome to Building Leaders, everyone, the show about the creative geniuses that are building our world. My name is Angelus Nicolau. I'm the director at Sector and your host. With us, as always, Michal Solomontos, our vice president. We love talking to the superstars of the construction industry and sharing their stories with you on this show. If you have anyone that you'd like us to interview, please feel free to share their contact details with us at info at sector.build. Again, that's info at sector.build. Thanks, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Ahmed, uh, I, I have to say, you know, you, you, you are one of the most experienced um, VDC uh, uh, personalities, professionals in the Middle East. Um, you work on one of the most prestigious projects in the Middle East, not just Saudi, but the Middle East in general right now. We'll get to all of that. But, you know, just before we get started, I have to say, you know, I'm really honored that, that you agreed to join. I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot. So, Ahmed, uh, I, I always like to get started by, by hearing your story. I, I'd love to know, you know, you were very early, um, uh, very early on in the BIM world, especially for the Middle East. I don't know, maybe you were the first one, I mean, back in 2012. But before that, I, I'm really curious, what got you into construction in the first place? What was it that got you into construction in the first place? Okay, so uh, uh, let me introduce myself first. My name is Ahmed Al-Alfa, I'm um, Egyptian, and right now I'm working, all my experience is like 11 years in Middle East. Uh, so coming back to your question, construction, why? Um, it's not mainly about the construction, it, it was about the architecture, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of details. Once I'm moving in, in, in any place, or let's say um, any building, I start to move it around, I start to look and start to analyze. So this is the things that uh, made me love the construction and architecture. So it was from my early days when I was, let's say, five and six years. And also my father, he's a civil engineer. And he's an amazing guy when it came to construction and resolving uh, issues and discrepancies. So that's why uh, starting from my sixth year, I think, or seventh year, uh, I had an aim and a goal to be an architect, not only an, art, an architect, but to be, let's say, a famous guy in construction uh, industry. Uh, so yes, it's happening right now. Um, actually, I'm, I'm putting myself a lot of goals and I don't have to-do list. I have something called to-be list. So in order to be, you have to do. So these are the things that uh, makes me always uh, achieving my goals, makes me always uh, going uh, above and beyond. So, uh, that's why I love construction. And for the architecture guys, or let's say if I'm architect, it's not only about the construction because architecture gives you a lot of imagination. It, it, it's opening your mind. It's widening from your background, your research methodology, your critical thinking. So this is the way of architects are dealing with the daily tasks, daily activities and discrepancies. So if you are architect, you can be anything in the world. You can be chef, I'm also a chef, by the way. Uh, so you can really? be a chef. Wallah. So wow. you can be a chef, you can be a, a singer, you can be a designer, you can be an art director. You can be anything in the world. So uh, architecture is, is, is an amazing field. And that's why I love construction. And uh, uh, I'll tell you something. Right now, we are facing some, uh, some uh, problem when it came to construction. Uh, we have a lot of businesses and fields in which digitization is implied. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. We can see different fields 
that are utilizing technology and, and, and digitization in the right way. But when it came to construction, um, it's, it's behind still. It's uh, the least second digitized field when it came to the, the digitized index for um, McKenzie Digital in 2019. Yeah. So this is the thing. We need to facilitate the way of living when it came to digitizing construction. We need to facilitate the way of uh, uh, daily tasks and daily activities for engineers, for several engineers, for owners, developers, assets management, and facility uh, O&M. So we need to facilitate the way of, of, of thinking about digitization. It's not, uh, it's not wasting time. No, you are investing on time in order to have something good at the end of the day. So that's why I love construction and I need, I need to make construction more easier. Ahmed, um, so you, you mentioned the report of McKinsey and the report was released in 2017 and then 2020 again. And I think there was something released in 2019. But your career in digital construction started in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And yes, sure, BIM is a concept from the 70s. But even so, there weren't too many people um, in the industry at the time, especially in 2012, looking into BIM. I mean, I was in college at the time and it was like this thing that's coming. But yeah. you were working as a BIM manager. I'm curious, was there an open position? Was it something, you know, did you have a job and you were, and, and you- No, no, no. What happened? Tell us. I'll, I'll tell you what's happening because actually it's an amazing story. Once I started, I started in, in a company called Azmil. It's here in Saudi Arabia. It, it was one of the biggest companies here in, in Saudi and Middle East. Uh, I started in a technical office like uh, anyone, uh, making uh, some drawings and AutoCAD. But yeah. back to my college, uh, I took a lot of courses when it came to Revit, which was the main engine for, for uh, BEM uh, modeling. Uh, so uh, once I started to work in some projects with drafting and 2D, I told myself, what the hell am I doing? I'm just shifting lines. I'm just putting annotations and tags. So I'm not an, an engineer. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm making like a donkey works. Yeah. So uh, I start to uh, reflect whatever I talk in, in, in courses and trainings and in college. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of research and development. So let's say if I have a task which can take six months, I'll do five months of research and I'll do the main task in one month. So this is the thing. I start my research uh, for, for them. Actually, in Middle East, it was something new. Only Bin Laden was using this one in Saudi for Al-Haram project in Mecca. So uh, I started to do a feasibility study, not only in documents-wise, but I started to make a pilot project for a small building in our, uh, in our company. This was in the end of my first year in, in Azmir. So uh, I sent this feasibility study to my executives, and they told me, Ahmed, yalla, let's start. They were very, uh, yes, they were very supportive. They understood the importance and, and the advantage of them. And they were one of the early adopters, not only in Saudi, but in Middle East. Uh, so we started uh, our full uh, implementation directly uh, in all project. We started to create, uh, let's say, the templates, documentations, everything. And we started to hire a team and also outsourcing a lot of projects. And that's how I became like a BEM in charge due yeah. to, of course, my, my years of experience. It was like one year and a half. Uh, anyways, um, I'm not, uh, let's say, a big supporter of the years of experience. It's up to your mindset. 
it's up to the, the goals that, that you are achieving. It's up to the goals that you are setting up in order to be a, a unique guy in your field. So that's how my journey started in BIM. And actually, after five years of amazing and excellent implementation, uh, I had an honor to join the biggest company in Middle East in construction, which was uh, Arabtech. Yep. And in Arabtech, actually, uh, let's say, uh, I gained a lot of experience for mega projects like Bahrain Airport, uh, this uh, West Tower 2020, West Tower, and Louvre Abzabi. So I managed to have the facilities management and handing over for six months in Louvre Abzabi. It was very challenging. Uh, it has more than from 30, 43 and 60 something subcontractor. So you needed to manage all of these models and, and make it in a good shape for the submission and handing over. Uh, and of course, during these uh, years of working, I was developing myself. I was searching more, not only about BIM, but how can we digitize and let's say facilitate the way of process of working. So it's not only about them, it's, only, it's about you, it's about me, and it's about the stakeholders. So that's why I took a lot of courses when it came to how can you employ and, and make a good implementation and, and, and building information modeling and also virtual design construction. Did your um, background in BIM help you get that job at Arab Tech, um, or did it not? 100%. Play? Yeah? No, of course. It was the main driver. Let's say it was essential for this role because it was a BEM pure role. It wasn't yeah. like the, the, the first one because it was like a technical BEM role. But right. for, for, for Arab Tech, it was purely uh, a BEM role. So that's why. What do you think is the main benefit of a contractor that... I'm asking this because... You know, you have a very unique perspective in that you were involved with companies that had no BIM and then you introduced BIM to them. And now today's engineers and today's architects get involved with companies that have some level of BIM. I mean, we're not, you know, we might not be at the level of BIM that we should be, but most companies have, you know, some level of BIM. Um, yeah. What do you? What would you say um, to to a company today that has not is not even using BIM at all? What's the main? If if you could choose one main driver, what would that driver be? Uh, I, I'll facilitate it for you for like a, a similarity in our daily life. Remember, let's say a uh, 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 hundred years ago, okay, century ago, we have a grinding manual grinding for black pepper, like, like yeah. this. Yeah. Of course, it took from you a lot of time, a lot of effort and cost, of course, because this one, it's not like a, a durable solution. And uh, let's say uh, month by month, you are changing this grinding uh, power. But right mm. now, what did we have in our kitchen? A kitchen machine. Just you are putting this one, click on the button and ah, amazing. We have the end product in no time, no effort and also, we are saving a lot of cost. So that's why when it came to them, the upfront cost and the upfront time, of course, it's something tangible. But for the payback, it's amazing. But when it came to the payback period, it's, it, it, it's, it's short period. It's not long period. You can see the benefits of them immediately. When, when you are doing coordination, 
we are doing a collaboration between different team members. So you are sitting now maybe in Cyprus or, or in USA and I'm sitting in Egypt or Riyadh and we can coordinating within the same model at the same time. We can see, we can feel before even execution. So for the contractors and advising them not to wait the external influence from a government or a developer or asset owner to mandate the BAM to them, we need to have something uh, which came from their internal uh, influence. So they need to influence their teams. They need to uh, imply a training methodology. They need to imply, let's say, uh, uh, implementation methodology for, for them. They, they will see the benefit immediately before, let's say, uh, having this external influence happening uh, in their company. Uh, I can, uh, yeah, let, let's uh, recall when I left Arptech, uh, I joined uh, one of the biggest company, a local company in, in, in Emirates called yeah. the engineering contracting company. And um, they interviewed me. Uh, I gave them, let's say, insights about them. What shall we do with them? It's not only about uh, modeling and coordination, but we can think more about simulations and about 4D and 5D. How can we integrate uh, quantification with, with the models and all of those things? So yes, they hired me as a BEM manager and they were working in, totally in a traditional way. They have maybe around 80 engineers and drafters. We are all working in AutoCAD in the traditional environment. We sat for two weeks to give them training and we started the implementation directly. We start with a pilot project and then we start to expand to the sister companies and subsidiaries. And we were the first local company in the Middle East to gain base I type mark. So it, it, it's a prestigious uh, certification, of course. It's, it's giving you the privilege for uh, when you are bidding that Yes, you are ready. And actually, you implemented the BIM in the right way. We were shortlisted short in BIM excellence implementation and, and uh, Middle East big projects. So yes, all this happened in, in six months. So it was a big achievement also for, for us as a company. This is the, the way that we are seeing the benefit of BIM and BIM integrations between different departments. What's the most difficult part of implementing BIM and how do you, how have you overcome that part? Uh, I, I recall um, uh, a quote from something called Morianki in 2017. So he called this one as uh, digital technology or let's say digital and technology solutions are always there. But the main driver is who? Us. So it's about the drivers. It's not about the technology. You got my point? So let's let, let's give you another example. You have a Tesla and you have a bicycle, okay? But yeah. they are nothing without us. Mm -hmm. Bicycle are, are, will not move along. And even Tesla, it can move along, but we are the one who programming Tesla right. to move along. So the most challenging point when it came to BAM implementation, or not only in BAM, any technological infrastructure implementation, it will be us, me and you, stakeholders, yeah. people. You got my point? So this is the thing. You need to train people's mindset before implementing any new technological infrastructure, not only in BEM and VDC, any, any new platform. Let's yeah. say uh, any electronic document management system. It's not about the technology. It's about the level of acceptance, level of maturity inside yeah. myself, inside yourself. So this is the most challenging aspect that I, I, I'm always facing in any uh, implementation. That's amazing. 
Um, I was speaking with uh, a good friend of mine called Azarhan, who uh, uh, works at a, a, a Turkish contractor in Istanbul. Um, and he was telling me that um, just the other day, uh, how he's frustrated with the fact that um, con the construction knowledge base is so fragile because of our lack of digitization, meaning you have all this knowledge, but the knowledge is in the people. And if you don't digitize any processes, as soon as your people leave, um, that knowledge is gone. I I'd love to ask you, you know, having left uh, from Aritech and uh, engineering contractor company and so on and so forth, every time you've left from these companies, did you see their BIM departments collapse or are they, you know? No, no. No, not at all. Why? Because actually, first thing is that you are you need to do is to make let's say a gap analysis, and within each company, this was happening, and you are putting like roadmap and a development and a strategic planning goals for this company. So you are putting a systematic infrastructure for this company. So it's not about people or human right now. Of course. Mm -hmm. The human factor will be the one who managing this system. But at the end of, uh, of the day, you need to put the books at their places in shelves. So yeah. you need to, first of all, put uh, to design these shelves and then pick the right books for the shelves. So this yeah. is always happening in any uh, new implementation. You need to do the gap analysis. You need to understand your company, uh, let's say, uh, uh, your company requirements. You need to understand uh, your company resources, that's my point. So you can put, uh, let's say, a feasible and optimal implementation plan. So once you have this done, I think everything will be in the process. It's yeah. not about you now and it's not about me, but it's within the process. But again, you need a good guy and, and not only uh, a technological background, but you need, let's say, uh, a personality, a character to lead this implementation. Yeah. Because the implementation always depends on the personality, not on your knowledge and background. So let's say it's like a 70, uh, 30 percentage uh, equation. So you need the process um, and hopefully the process helps to bring in that um, person uh, that, that will, will, will drive the change. Because communication, is, as you said, is a, is, a, is a really big part of this. Um, uh, of this transformation into into the BIM world um, that we're seeing. 100%. So your career is going up and then I'm reading, you know, and, and higher and higher and higher and more and more BIM. And then I'm reading a post uh, from you uh, about 2019. It was a pretty difficult moment um, for you. Do you want to talk about what happened there? Yeah, of course. I had some uh, family issues. Uh, when it came to uh, my father Ernest and something like this, so I went to Egypt and I said I sat there for three months. Uh, yeah, uh, with him. Now he's totally fine, alhamdulillah. Uh, and uh, the issues that I said for six months without work, uh, wow. I received a lot of offers in, in, in this period, but uh, I didn't accept uh, any offer according to my requirements, uh, not because um, I don't have a work, so I'll accept any offer, you got my point. Yeah. Uh, so that's why uh, I, I tried to stand uh, more time. And then Alice uh, approached me and uh, I had a good offer with them. And 
let's say Elizabeth is one or not the one. It's the best company that I ever worked with. You know yeah. the Canadian culture. Yeah, they were yeah. very open. They were very transparent. Um, I was happy to be honest with them. Uh, yeah. And yes, so it's like a payback for, for this period that uh, I experienced. That's amazing. And and I also, you know, speaking about you know looking at your post, I I keep on seeing that you know you keep on adding, you know, your continuing to educate yourself in every aspect of construction right from you know from uh, from project management to lead uh, uh, to continuous you know digital marketing certifications and so on and so forth um, are you taking a, a, a broad uh, perspective into into widening your knowledge base and you know what what's your motivation behind that uh, frankly speaking, my motivation, as I told you, it's my to-be list. So my to-be list, I had the goal to be, let's say, a CEO of one of the largest companies of the world when it came to the digital transformation. Let's say like Google or Autodesk, and uh, inshallah, it will be happening. Uh, so this is my biggest motivation. I need to be. Uh, I don't need to be in order to have a propaganda. Or, no, I need to help people. This is my way of thinking. I need to facilitate the people's life. So that's why... Uh, let's say I deviated more from construction to the digital and digitization field. Uh, and actually, I took my MBA from York St. John's University in the United Kingdom in digitization of the built assets. So it was about the uh, digital strategy. So uh, my thinking more right now is about digitization. So let's say if you have a laundry and you need to digitize the process on it, I can help you doing that. Yeah. So it's not only about construction right now. Of course, yes, uh, I'm taking, let's say, a broader overview about the digital transformation. And, and now I'm pursuing a digital transformation uh, postgraduate program at Purdue University in USA. So, uh, and also uh, I assigned uh, myself for a DBA, a Doctorate of Business Administration in Harriet Watt, for a digital strategy also. Wow. So yes, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming to, to have... Uh, uh, an evolution when it came to digitization and facilitating the way of people work and processing. How do you manage? How do you manage all this studying? Because it's a lot of studying, right? I mean, and 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 you're in pretty big companies and pretty big projects. How do you manage? You know, all this studying with all that work um, that you that that you put. Uh, in? I'll tell you something. So. Uh, you have different doctors, right? You have, let's say, a doctor in, in internal medicine. But you have a doctor with $300 visit and you have a doctor with $10 visit. What, right. what are the differences? This guy working with himself. This guy sat overnight for three and four days. This guy had a lot of certifications, master's degree, doctorate, and a lot of things. So this is the thing. You need to be a new. And again, I recall this might to be last this is my motivational way to, in order to be. Uh, I'm thinking, let's say, in, in BIM, you told me in 2012 that, uh, I, yes, I was one of the early adopters when it came to the BIM implementation because uh, I was thinking in the future. I'm not looking to my shoes. I'm always thinking, uh, let's say, from five to 10 years uh, uh, beyond my, my current uh, situation right now. So what, what, what I can't tell you right now then will be the new normal, or it's outdated already. Right now, it's the new normal. You got my yeah. point? The problem is only in the implementation. 
the technology infrastructure is there, uh, the experience people started to be there. So it's only about implementation. So BEM is there, uh, it's outdated, but what will be in the future? It's about the digital strategy, it's about the data science, it's about the big data. So you need to educate yourself for this one in order to be ready, not to be ready, in order to create as something that no one is creating. So this yeah. is a differentiator between uh, you and others. This will be the differentiator and this will be the motivator for you in order to set overnight, in order to educate, in order to, let's say, uh, overcome any uh, letting down from different people, overcoming a lot of fails in your life. Uh, but by the way, I have a lot of fails. Until now, I'm failing, but uh, uh, I'm not giving up. This is, yeah. it, it's always motivating me. So right. this is the thing. I love it. I, I, I really do. It's, it, it's so interesting. Um, and okay, Elliston, one of the best companies, you love working there, but then I'm assuming an offer you can't refuse for a very prestigious project in Saudi. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the project that you're on right now? And uh, uh, Of course. Frankly speaking, when I was in Elliston, uh, I was thinking to, to, to have my career with it and then go to Canada and work there and I got my point, but uh, 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 to be honest, once uh, uh, I got this offer, uh, I thought a lot of times because I didn't want to continue in, in BEM and VDC field. Mm. Uh, I tried to shift in digital strategy and one of big four companies approached me for a position with them. Uh, but uh, again, uh, I, between me and myself, I thought, yeah, if it's a prestigious project, if it's a, a giga project, it's, if it's a, a governmental authority or something like this, of course, I'll accept it. So I'll go there, I'll, I'll implement uh, BEM in the right way, not only BEM, a digital delivery methodology. So right now, I'm trying to do it. So, uh, yeah, right now I'm working in, in one, not in one, he's, it is the largest historical and heritage project in the world under the supervision of uh, the Raya Gate Development Authority. And uh, the chairman, of course, is Highness, His Royal Highness uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, and uh, the Raya will be the jewel of the kingdom. Uh, it will create a lot of destinations, ultra luxury destinations. Uh, and it's like building a city on top of city. So there will be no cars between the districts. It will be beneath the city like in, in, in tunnels and, and uh, uh, metro stations and bus tunnels and a lot of these things. So it's like a, a walkable destination. It's accessible destinations. You, you, are, you are really committed. I mean, your team sounds really committed. Um, and and, and I, I, I really love to see this. Um, and and I, I'm looking forward to the world finding out, uh, having a look at the jewel uh, of Saudi, as you put it. It's... Uh, uh, it's going to be a great project. Um, Ahmed, going forward in construction, how do you, what do you think will change? How do you see construction and how would you like to see construction 10 years from now? Um, in okay. 2012, you joined, you, you saw the vision of BIM, you pushed for it. Um, almost 10 years have passed. What is construction going to be like? How would you like to see construction 10 years from now? Can I ask you like a counter question? From where you gained your main experience? From where? 
your meaning, your, your, your background. From where did I gain my main experience? Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I have a very similar background to you. I, my, my father is a civil engineer. I grew up in, in construction camps in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, so I, this I, is the thing. You know, studied construction management. Um, I worked as a client rep. Now, now we're here. So again, you already uh, answered your question. It's about the way of education. It's about the curriculums that universities and even schools putting uh, to ourselves and, and our kids right now. So we need to start from the scratch. We need to rebuild the educational curriculums in order to, let's say, not only cope, but to predict the future. We don't need to cope. We, we have a lot of artificial intelligence engines right now that predicting the future. Of course, the future at the gut hands, but we are predicting, let's say, with some modeling and some uh, uh, logarithm together. So we need to, to, to rebuild a whole new curriculum when it came to construction management and also uh, construction digitization, virtual design construction. It's very old that we have, uh, let's say, architecture department, a civil department, uh, in which there is no linkage or it will build like a, a gap between uh, different disciplines. Construction management is the best way to have these problems. Integrated yeah. project level, uh, digitization in construction, in which you will have a full overview about construction management. At, uh, and at the end of the day, you will have, uh, uh, let's say in the fourth year or the fifth year, in, in, in fifth year, in your educational journey, you can choose which discipline appealing you more. So you mm -hmm. can have a specialized, title on this one so we need to reflect it back we don't need to choose architecture first or civil or mechanical or, or no 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 we need to have a construction management curriculums and then at end of uh, of the uh, of the educational uh, year or educational journey you will choose your discipline or your field that most appealing to you and again uh, awareness sessions uh, are a key uh, governmental mandates are a key People engagement uh, is a key. So uh, we have four keys right now, or four drivers. The most important one is the education uh, programs and curriculums, starting even from schools. We have uh, awareness sessions that we are doing right now. Uh, it's the same events and all the things. We have governmental mandates and governmental support, and of course, uh, professional people engagement. Yeah. It's inevitable. It really is. Um, I love how you put it. You know, it really is inevitable. You said something earlier um, where you said, you know, don't wait for the government mandate. Um, it's important, but don't wait uh, because it's happening. So, so ultimately, you know, and we've been, you know, you and I, we've been in, in, in the Saudi construction market long enough to see companies being built from nothing to something massive um, and then go down. You know, we've seen the likes of Arab Tech and JNP and, you know, all these companies, you know, go bankrupt. So anyone who's out there who's thinking, you know, this won't happen, think again, because digitization is coming. Um, it's inevitable. Yeah, sure. You can wait from the government mandate, but Perhaps, perhaps it will be too late if you do that. Of course. That. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, of course. Um, uh, uh, as an owner now, um, 
I, you know, I, I think that all, all of the, all the, the, the um, PIF vision 2030 um, motives that are, that are happening in Saudi Arabia, we are seeing the owners being more and more involved um, uh, from the owner side, pushing down on BIM, requiring the contractors to do that, requiring the, um, um, the, the consultants to do the same. Are you starting to see a shift now um, where you no longer have to go um, to contractors uh, and contractors are coming to you saying, look, you know, we, we, we found this new tech. We, or or do you, are you still in the point where you are finding the best tech and pushing it down? What's your take on that? Uh, let's say it's all be honest be yeah, <laughs> I, i'm very I, i'm very honest sometimes you need to enforce and sometimes you need to push back sometimes you need to hear from right. your stakeholders you got my right. point in order to have a good implementation in, in in house or in place you need to hear you need to listen you need to share your knowledge yeah. you need you don't need to be a client you don't need to be a the stick guy mm. but you need to be a collaborative guy you need to have all people in the same, uh, in a round table. You need to hear, you need to understand their difficulties. Uh, you need to support them. You need to do a feasible requirements, not yeah. to have uh, a folders and folders of requirements for them. You got my point. You need to do right. a practical solutions, not to have a complex solutions. So it's not about you, it's not about me, it's not about them. It's about the way, how can we communicate to facilitate? Uh, you, you got my point? Amazing. So it's not about the ways that I'm thinking about the project and I'm thinking about my solution. Maybe my solution is very good, but it's not applicable to some of, 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 of the contractors or our designers. So we need to think again. Maybe right. they have a solution which is better than us 100 times. Why we don't utilize it? Right. You got my point? So yes, it, 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 it's about a, a, a mutual efforts between us and them. It's not all about us. The true benefit, it, it, it just sounds like, you know, the, the true benefit of, of the integrated project delivery method, um, what you're describing right now. Um, and, and inshallah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hope we get there. I really do. Um, it's so inspiring talking to you, Ahmed. I mean, I feel, I feel, uh, I feel we can do this every week, honestly. And uh, <laughs> I think we'll have a I'm lot very of happy. listeners if we I'm do very that. happy to have you. I'm, I'm very happy with lights. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really do hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you think that it delivered value to you, please share it with a friend who will appreciate it as well. Thanks.